Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here it is, the month of November, November 1st edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Flyers will be back in action coming up tomorrow to take on the Arizona Coyotes, coming off a 4-0 loss of the Calgary Flames and the end of that three-game road trip where they went 2-1. and one. Arizona tomorrow night, the Pittsburgh Penguins on the road Thursday, and the Washington Capitals on the road Saturday. Very important week of hockey. And joining us right now on this episode of Flyers Daily to break down the week that was and much more it is Flyers Insider from NHL.com, PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. Bill Meltzer joins us. Bill, how you doing? I am. I'm doing well. Uh, certainly, a, a lot of hockey this week. Uh, more, more good than bad from a Flyers standpoint. So, uh, you know, it's uh, still early. I remember, good, good and bad. It's still early. Um, you know, we're we're turning the page to the calendar month of November here. Um, but I usually like to start off with a positive. But I have a concern. And it is, my big concern is that the Flyers are taking the most penalties per 60 in the NHL. Yeah. And again, you saw it rear its ugly head in Calgary with six minor penalties called in that game, seven in that game against Florida. PK has been erratic um, and not consistent enough. And you just can't take that many penalties. Is that concern warranted? It is, particularly because, as you said, the PK has been a bit erratic and it certainly struggled. Last year, um, struggled in the preseason this year. So the most, I'd say overall, more games good than bad this year. But it's going to catch up with you. I, I think that, I think that all the penalties in the Edmonton and Vancouver games had a cumulative effect heading into Calgary, and they finally paid the price in, in the Calgary game, among, among among other things. But that was certainly part of the reason. Bill, in the Calgary game in particular, and we're going to get to the good stuff because the Van- or the Vancouver game and the Edmonton game were good. It was a good road trip overall, but the Calgary game's the last. It's that lasting impression that's kind of sticking with me. Um, they had no energy in that game. They couldn't manufacture energy. Mm-hmm. And despite that, they go into that third period only down a goal because of the goaltending of Carter Hart, which was a, certainly a bright spot, and the goaltending overall on the trip. But – they were unable to get anything going in that third period. Are, are we, do we grab that like a piece of paper, crumple it up and throw it in the waste bin, burn the tape and forget about it and and move to Tuesday and not let one loss turn into two? How should they handle this? I, I think that's how you handle it. It's, uh, you know, there are just going to be some nights where it's not there. You know, you could, you could be a 110-point team and you're still going to have some games during the season where it's, it's just not there for you. Um, you know, you don't you don't use fatigue as an excuse. Um, you know, uh, every team faces it. And, and look, you know, the uh, the Flames were just off of a five game road trip, and they they had just played three games in four nights. And you know, the dreaded first game after a long road trip. And I mean, truthfully, they looked as heavy legged as the Flyers did in the first period, but they pulled it together. You know, so some nights you have to dig a little deeper and and, and adjust your play and take short shifts and all the rest of that, you know, that's, uh, that, that's how you get through those kind of nights. But I mean, it just, it just, it just wasn't there. I, th- I think there was definitely a cumulative effect over, over the course of the trip. Yeah. I mean, it's three games in four days and you're, you're playing, you're on, no matter what, no matter when you go out there, they went out on Monday last week. You don't just adjust to that, that time zone difference. You're still playing games at 10 o'clock East coast time. And that's where your body clock is regimented. It's not going to adjust that quickly. One last concern because, 
Um, he didn't play in any of the games on the road trip, Ryan Ellis, and he's dealing with something that's nagging him and it has kept him out of the lineup now four times this year, three games in a row. Um, that's a concern for me too, because while Justin Braun, I believe, has stepped up really well, we know that's not the long-term answer. No, nor nor is Nick Steeler in the top six. Yeah, and that's uh, I mean he he's he's actually filled in quite well, but there there will be games where I mean you know where he gets exposed a little bit, and then the more he's in the lineup the more that's going to be, you know, I, we don't know specifically what uh, Ryan Ellis' issue is. Um, you know, you can conjecture. I, I think it has some of the patterns of a groin pull yep. where, you know, nagging, nagging lower body. Some days he can practice. Some days they think he might play the next day. Then he takes a little step backwards. You know, they're, they're tricky injuries because you don't know exactly how long it's going to take. And you don't want a recurring all year, so he's they're better off being cautious. If he misses one game more than he had to, that's better than him coming back a game too early. And then you're looking at that for you know who knows two months or, or whatever the case might be. But I you know, but as you don't you don't want him in and out of the lineup. And given the fact that he has an injury history, I mean, you have to be a little concerned. Um, is it a situation where you try and do everything you can to get him back Tuesday because you're coming off a loss, but you're playing Arizona? who's a team that's devoid of talent. I mean, is it, is it a situation where you go up, maybe we can get by without him here? Yeah. I, I also think again, that you err on the side of caution. I mean, if they, you know, recording this for Monday, the Flyers have a practice. If he gets through a practice just fine, then maybe he's a game time decision on Tuesday and uh, feels well. And on Tuesday, maybe he does give it a go, but I personally would prefer the air on the side of caution. I mean, even if he's feeling well, Maybe you give it one. Maybe you give it one more game. You know. Yeah. Give me another practice where there's nothing, yeah. and then I'll go into Pittsburgh and into Washington for what is a very important week ahead. Yeah. Before we get to that, though, let's look at the other two games because they came out on the right side of the ledger in both the five-three win against an incredibly talented, fast, dynamic offensive team in Edmonton. Let's let's kind of focus in on that one first because. Another, you know, the first period didn't look great from a goaltending perspective, but Carter Hart settled into that game and played incredibly well in period two and three. And the Flyers, I think they played their best period of the year in that third period. They they sure did. Yeah, that, that third period, you know, you're you're in the territory. If you needed win a period, win a game, you know, it. it uh, they really took to Edmonton in the third period. I mean, that second period was – Exactly the opposite. They relied and even over relied on Carter Hart, who was who was the reason they got out of that period without trailing. You know, it uh, and then the rest of the team stepped up, as you said, against a dynamic, talented team. And that's you know that you're going to have games like that, especially on the road. So it, that was one of the more encouraging outcomes of the season. Even you know even before that, I they were they were bending a lot, but they weren't breaking. So mm-hmm. you know particularly against a team that can throw that kind of speed that Edmonton can at you, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be games like that. And listen, I mean, Edmonton didn't go into that game undefeated for no reason. Yeah. You know, they, uh, they were, they're off to a tremendous start. And if you're the Oilers, you go, okay, you know, they, we played a bad period. We lost this one roll, roll from there. But for the Flyers, that was, you know, that was really a great start to the trip. And listen, if you take four out of six points in, in the a West coast swing, you take it. 
Absolutely. So. You do. And the next night they go back to back for the first time this year, they'll play 16 back to backs a season. Uh, it's a lot. And again, the time zone change and everything you go into Vancouver and they win a game that stylistically couldn't be more different from the Van- or from the Edmonton game. And they come out with a two, one win by way, big time of uh, some more great goaltending this time by Martin Jones though. Yeah, for sure. It, it was excellent. Me, <laughs> it, it reminded me a lot of opening night against Vancouver. The difference mm-hmm. of course being, that Vancouver didn't score in the second period this time. And they had a, a big crooked number. There was four goals the, on opening night in the second period. But it was just like that. The Flyers controlled the opening 20. They dominated. They dictated everything. And the second period was was the opposite. Um, and this one, the Flyers got themselves in, you know, some significant penalty trouble. And the PK stepped up in this game, unlike unlike the opener. But that, um, you know, to be able to, to close down that two-to-one game. And, yeah, I you know, I – Actually, the in the real the real third star selection Jones has picked the third star. In reality, though, he was the first star of that game. He 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 was the reason the Flyers won the hockey. No question. Bill, one of the things with NHL teams, sometimes you have a team that can win those running gun games. You know, the six two winners or six three or five two. That that's their style, preferred style to win. And then you have those other teams that like to grind you down and play a real tight game. They just don't give much up. And they'll settle for a 2-1, 3-1 empty net win type game. The Flyers won both of those games stylistically totally different. Very few teams can win both ways. I think that's got to be a good sign. Yeah, and when the the Flyers were rolling a couple of seasons ago, that was that way too. They could win win games different ways, Uh, you know, and, and win those road games different ways too, you know, because you're not dictating the matchups so that it's, when you can win two different style games, you know, in a, in back-to-back fashion on the road where you don't get the last change, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, I, the only thing I'll add to that too is that, you know, from an analytics standpoint, it's not been a pretty start for the Flyers. But to me, from the eye test in most games, certainly not the Calgary game, that being that being an outlier. But I think they, I think to the eye test, the Flyers have played a lot better hockey than they did last season when they were winning despite despite not playing very well. I, I think to the eye, they, they've looked a lot better. And that's even without Ellis for the most part. Yeah, he's missed four games. Uh, but one of the other things, you know, y- you see two hockey players that pl- have played together a long time. And, you know, y- you see it over the years and all the years you've been covering the game, myself as well. And, and when you see two players playing in perfect harmony, in perfect sync, is that Claude Giroux and Jake, uh, Claude Giroux rather, and Sean Couturier right now? Oh, no, no question. No question. Um, you know, on both sides of the puck. But yeah. uh, I, I guess the two examples that stand out are those two bank passes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, one from one from uh, Giroud to Couturier, that tic-tac-toe play with JVR on the power play, and the other one, the game tire against Vancouver. I mean, unless you're unless you're reading off each other perfectly, you know, you can't make those kind of plays. And it's just two high-end players who – know where the other guy is going to be and they've been executing at an incredibly high level. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's great to watch and, you know, there, there are always ups and ups and downs in a season for anybody, but those two, those two are, are, are often flying. So that's, uh, you know, that, that's a great thing for Philly. Yeah. If you're going to have success, you need those two guys to be huge catalysts towards it. Um, you know, the third line bill with Scott Lawton, JVR and uh, Oscar Lindblom, JVR got his first goal, the one you just alluded to on that great tic-tac play. You know, Giroux 
to Couturier, crossing yep. that mouth right to JVR who pops it in, but that's his first goal. Other than that, that line does not have a, a lot of production to speak of. But despite that, they're still kind of winning the territorial war, aren't they? Yeah, and uh, I don't remember which site it was, but they were running just based on on territorial numbers, uh, shot differentials, you know, scoring chances for and against. They were right there, at the top of the league. The only the only lines that were better statistically in that regard were uh, Bergeron's line in Boston and uh, Barkov's line in Florida. And they were number three in the entire NHL from a wow. territorial standpoint. So they're, they're, they're not scoring, but they are setting the table for other lines. And I mean, in, in Calgary, everybody struggled. So I, I didn't look at their numbers, but it wasn't, it wasn't good for anybody that game. But, but, but overall, that line has been getting it done. I mean, I, I guess, I guess just from an offensive standpoint, you don't have a, you don't have a true playmaker on that line, although JVR is underrated uh, as a passer, but he's, you know, He's a go-to-the-net guy, first and foremost. So, you know, they they might be a little, they might run a little hot and cold in, in goal scoring, but you know, ultimately, you know, they they're a really good two-way line and they're doing their job in, in in other areas. So they'll they'll get some goals along the way. But I know, you know, I know some people on on, on social media have commented on it. I wouldn't touch that line right now. I, I would I would keep them together for the for now. Yeah, I mean, you got to think that if that process remains true, eventually yeah. the goals will come. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's an outlier that they haven't scored points despite the process and it goes the other way as well. Um, Bill, one of the things that I've really noticed here and the Justin Braun penalty really irked me in, in the Calgary game because that wasn't a slash. They did not come down on his stick in any kind of slashing way. And I know it's early in the season and referees call things way to the letter and sometimes beyond that in the beginning of a year and eventually it settles down, but that, and I'm not saying it's just because it was on a flyer. I've seen calls around the league and against the Flyers, too, that I just totally disagree with. And I'm going, what are you doing to this great game if you're going to call that? That's a good hockey play, isn't it? Oh, for sure. For sure. And and some of the, you know, well, particularly stick slashing, as you said. But, you know, the, with the crackdown on, on cross-checking, there have been plays that have been really not cross-checks at all. Yeah. Just uh, I, I don't care how how strictly you define it. You're just, you're just wedging a guy out or boxing him out. You're not, you're not driving the stick into him in, in any way, shape or form, you know, and, and it's getting called. And, you know, when, when everybody's turning their head around and the team who's get, about to get the power play is wondering, is it on them? <laughs> Those are usually the ones that, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the referee kind of, kind of blew it on that When You've seen that, you know, I mean, really, really around the league, as you said, I mean, it's been a, a nightly occurrence and, what it what it really ends up doing is it it makes it hard to compete and play the game. Certainly, you want to get rid of the infractions that that need to be called. You know that uh, I mean, uh, you know the Paul Stewart, the uh, former NHL referee, said that the the purpose of calling a penalty is to keep things safe and keep them fair. And if you know, and, and if it falls out of that realm, it's probably something you you shouldn't be calling. And that's uh, that to me is you know. That to me is a, is a really good standard to go by. The, the other thing that, that Paul has said, and uh, you know, when he made the switch from playing to refing, he, he got advice from one of his mentors who said, you know, if you were if you were playing in the game and you would be angry if something was done to your teammate that wasn't called, that's probably when the arm should go up. Or if you're, you know, or if you're you're wondering what what, what the heck was that? Why is that a penalty? You you know, the ref probably probably didn't get that one right and there you know i mean 
I, I think there's always going to be a reaction no matter what's called in every situation. But I, I think that to me, that to me is the kind of the, the eye test standard that I try to go by. And I think uh, there have been an, an inordinate number of calls this season league wide that have kind of fallen a little bit out of that realm. Yeah, that's a great, it's like the, the gut check. It's if, yeah. if your belly tells you it's a penalty, it is, or it's not uh, Bill, last thing, the month of November for the flyers, they play 14 games and by my count, 12 of those games will be against teams that are likely postseason opponents. It's going to start with Arizona, who's not going to be. And the second to last game of the month is against the New Jersey Devils. I don't think they'll be a playoff team. But the Flyers after Arizona, Pittsburgh, Washington, Toronto, Carolina, Dallas, Calgary, Tampa, Boston, Tampa, Florida, Carolina, New Jersey, the Islanders. This is a grueling month of hockey and an incredibly important one because this division is very tight and the conference is very tight. Yeah, every every point, every yep. single point is, is going to matter. And, uh, you know, every season is different. I don't want to keep harkening back to last year or the year before that. But where did the Flyers have their takeoff point the year before last? It was November. They had 16 games in 30 days, and they ended up with the best record in the league that month. And that was, that was the takeoff point for that season. They were playing a lot of good teams then, too. So that's, you know, that's a real litmus test, too, where – you know, you're playing quality teams and you need to get as many points as you can. And when you're playing, you know, you're playing a team like Arizona, you, you know, obviously you want to win the two points or what matters, but you want to play them the right way too. You don't want to end up chasing the game where you, you end up winning in overtime or shoot up because you're able to come back on them. That, that burns the candle at both ends to have to do that. You want to beat them efficiently if you, if you can, and you just want to, you know, you want to, you want to set a tone where you're playing the right way and you get a little better every game as you go along in that, in that busy and difficult stretch. And that, that's the way you come, come out on the other end of those with a good record. Yeah. You never want to go above your game by game allocation of energy. Cause it's going to, there's going to be an effect going forward. Seven home games, seven road games. Flyers will be back at it tomorrow versus Shane Gostaspare. His first return to the Wells Fargo center as a, not wearing a Flyers Jersey since 2014. In the Frozen Four, if you can yeah. believe it. Uh, Bill, thanks for doing this. Everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of Flyers Daily. Tomorrow's game day, we'll give you a preview of the Flyers Coyotes. Have a great Monday, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's brand new Flyers Daily. When I walk beside her, I am the better man. When I look to leave her, I always stagger back again. Once I built an ivory tower.